0: All right, folks, here we go. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Sports Insider Radio. You can get hold of the gang, one 209 -209 800-209-1679. I'm Brian Blessing, and we're thrilled to be joined by John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. Kenny White will be with us momentarily. We got a lot on the docket. Football season, we're down to conference championships, week 13 of the NFL nba college hoops on and on and on and on it goes really the busiest time of the year when you think of all the sports that are rocking and rolling especially when we get to saturdays with college hoops and college football let's dive right in and say hi to the boys as we check in with john and mike hi guys how's it going we're sitting here, we're waiting for you. It's that one hour of power that I talked about yesterday when we were on the air. I also
1: want to welcome tomorrow our new listeners on ESPN in Louisville, Kentucky. I
0: don't know how you say it, Louisville or Louisville. How do you say it, Brian? I think Louisville works by, for me. I don't know where, where, Louisville, are you, where, where Louisville. you're throwing that S in there for yeah, it. And it's college, that's college basketball country, obviously. Well, you, the you, like, see, Cats. you like to say, how do you, you like to think you're a local when you say New Orleans. Nolens. Yeah, so it's not Louisville, right. <laughs> Nevada, <laughs> it's, Nevada, it's Nevada, 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 it's Louisville. It took me three <laughs> years, four years, five years to get it right. <laughs> That's right. Well, we beat it, India. How's everything going? Exactly. Thanksgiving? Good. Everything. Uh, good. Uh, everything was good, and I tell you, you know, you said Saturday
1: it's going to get busy, but I got to tell you, if you're betting as a business, not as a hobby, every day is like Saturday. I mean, literally every. I'm sitting here looking at the board right now. I got my ex- my odds up. Every day is like Saturday. We're going to go over some statistics. I know we're waiting for Kenny White to arrive. Mike's sitting here eating a sub. No, he's not eating the sub. I won't let him eat until after the radio show. And um, look, the bottom line is there's so many opportunities. I've got to tell you, you know, I know you have a hockey show, but I will say, not to digress off regular, what we call the, the public sports. We have been killing it in first period totals in NHL. And I am on a mission, not because. Your Nevada has a team, but I'm on a mission to show people why you want to be involved in every market, albeit horse racing, well, albeit you, the NHL, soccer. You guys, soccer, you it guys doesn't do matter. Soccer,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, Mike's
1: over. Mike's our, our soccer Russian expert. Hello, Michael. How are you today? Hey,
2: Brian. It's uh, it's nice, man. It's fine. It's 61 degrees in Baltimore today. I mean, it's winter is coming, but today it's like a you know a mist you know fall
0: day yeah well you, you know when it's 61 degrees in your neck of the woods at this time of year uh look around the bend it's a coming now yeah. listen for all the listeners that don't know you are a buffalo native no well, I, well I'm actually a
1: pennsylvania native yes you're a pet but you lived in buffalo for eons the, uh, i guess a,
0: a, for eons yeah. but
1: here's the i expect to be given money line winners from the guy that's a buffalo fan
0: <laughs> sure. yeah in what front yeah, well,
1: it, last week in football would have been nice. Um, I, yeah, say this, I got um, news for you. Go
0: ahead. I, I didn't see that one coming.
1: Well, you know, like I always tell people is that, you know, the line makers, and we discussed this. Uh, obviously, Kenny, with the history of being a line maker, not really a handicapper, we discussed this time over time again, is that the in-game opportunities, and I've already circled some games to discuss today, are just huge. And what happens is when what I want to talk about first is, When I met Kenny five years ago, six years ago, he said everyone has an edge in this business. Some people, it's straight bets. Some people, it's halftime bets. Some people, and I'm not going to mention who they are, it's arbitrage. It's betting both sides of the game. We have a 24-minute tutorial up on my site. At the syndicate insider dot com, JohnSyndicate dot com, where you can watch, listen, and learn the betting is a business tutorial. And we discuss it's not only what you bet, it's when you bet. And I gotta tell you, with the ability to manipulate lines off key numbers of three and seven, a lot of people, as you know and I know, will lay the big price in NHL, they'll lay the big price in the MLB, but they have an issue about buying points in the NFL. Well let me tell you, I'm a Baltimore native, and as I told you yesterday on the radio, it was a double middle. My son was happy, the clients were happy, and our arbitrage players, they were extremely happy. We didn't have the format in the time yesterday, but I instructed all clients, take Houston plus the 7.5, buy the Ravens down to 6.5, and, and do a weighted wager 50% of what you have on Houston, because we like Houston to cover, on the Ravens. So what you're doing is you're minimizing your loss side if you have Houston as a straight wager, and then it's it, then it's like hitting the lottery when you hit the middle. And this is where you can really trade sports instead of just bet on sports. And it amazes me. Brian, most people don't take advantage of that. They just want to pick
0: a side and root. And joining us in the studio is Kenny uh, He White. must have just walked well, in. Of course, he's fashionably fashionable. I've well, been here. I've well, been 10 minutes. Says, I was... I'm I was minutes. on FaceTime with
1: him this week. He was very fashionable yeah. when I saw him on FaceTime.
0: What's going on, Kenny? He said he was here 10 minutes. You, hey, so John? You, so you were here for John's Lost Answer? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> You're fired up today.
3: I've been listening, getting my laptop fired up, ready to go, and... Uh...
1: Well, let me ask you while you're listening, Kenny, what, real quick. What is the overall annual percentage in NFL and NBA where statistically most games will land on the key number? Not any number, but that three or that seven. Obviously, I middled the game on Monday and, and took, took them to the bankers on both sides. But long term, what would you say the odds are on those, from all the numbers you run? I don't even have to say, what would you say? You already know.
3: Well, the, the three lands 15% of the time. And the numbers have been changing over the years. You know, the three used to land almost 20. It was a little over 20% of the time maybe 10 years ago, and then the two-point conversion came in, and that changed things drastically. And
0: what what about the – it's a short sample, relatively short sample. What about the fact they moved the extra point back? How much did that factor
3: in? Well, we're not going to really know – Specifically, and for another three or four years till they get you get some, you know get more data on that, but uh, that has definitely changed as well. There's more missed extra points in the game now, so the three has been less value. Um, I think the three dropped from seventeen percent down to around fifteen percent since they they moved the uh, extra point back.
1: So, and what about the seven?
3: Um, the seven as dro- in as in the
1: Monday night. Yeah, meeting.
3: yeah. Well, the seven, you're uh, it's a twenty to one shot. It lands about five percent of the time
1: gotcha and then and then and do you notice any certain numbers and totals that you see hit on a regular you know like a multiple of 41 42 43 or you don't really haven't really got into researching that on
3: totals well,
1: well to- yeah. 42
3: is kind of yeah 40 of, 42 yeah. and 43 are the the key is, the two key numbers right now 44 and 45 are also key uh 46 is a dead number uh 47 a key number 48 is key 49 is key you know and there's Fifty is a dead number. Uh, thirty-nine is the worst number there could possibly be. Uh, so when you're going under, if you're going under, in a game in a football in an NFL game, and you see the numbers forty, and you think I'm going to go under forty, and then it drops to thirty-eight and a half, and you think oh, I lost a point and a half. You really only lost a half a point. You lost tying on forty. It's not going to fall thirty-nine. Thirty-eight is a real key number in the NFL.
1: Right, and you know what I would say is that you know looking at the, these key numbers. I don't do it on every game, but I will say, and I said this to uh, Brian last week, uh, actually yesterday on the radio, is that it seems like there's only been, I think, uh, nine middles in the NFL so far this season that landed on the number. I'll give you the exact in a minute. But the majority of them have been on marquee matchups. They've been on Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night when it's that lone quote-unquote game to concentrate on because the first game was the Denver Broncos Monday Night Football where it landed on three, hit the number, and then the, from that point forward, I haven't seen many middles except that Bears-Detroit game that I got lucky on, but other than that, most of the games have been is there any credence you put into the when there's only one game, the line makers are making the sharpest line available, and therefore they're going to be more likely to hit the numbers just panning out that way this season?
3: Uh, I think it's just panning out that way this season. They're not going to, you know, the, the marquee game of the week, they may put a little extra time into that game. But other than that, it's probably all NFL games. I give them about the same amount of time. I just got my chart pulled up. And as I said, 39 is one of the worst numbers. It lasts, This game just fell 39. It happens only 1.9% of the time games fall 39. <laughs> And you know what? Wow. There, but there's not a big difference. The the top number, and this is from 2000 to 2016, so this covers a lot of time, and it, and this chart's going to change over time as well. 4%, 41 is the key number, 41 over that time period. But like I said, things change. You need a four-year running total. I've got that chart, but that chart's at home, and it's not on this laptop. It's on my PC.
0: We're going to talk a lot of
1: You're supposed to remember all these charts by heart.
3: Yeah, right. I know. Somebody asked me yesterday, they were bragging about, uh, they asked me something about a team, and I said, well, they're not in the SEC, they're in the Conference USA. He goes, are you sure? He looks it up. Yeah, you're right. And then they brought something else up, and he goes, surprised you didn't know. And well, the guy was bringing up a player on the team and how many years he was a Pro Bowl guy. And they said, well, he probably knows the spread on the game, and it was the Super Bowl. I said, yeah, it was one of the highest Super Bowls ever. I think the 49ers were 20 and a half over San Diego that game.
0: So we've got... Uh, a lot of sports to get to and a ton of football to get to. But let me talk about college basketball with you, Kenny, right out of the gate. Very early on, uh, anything of note um, that you've been able to kind of wrap your arms around? Rule changes, pace of play, things of that nature. Well,
3: pace of play was is up this year, and, and basically only one rule change from the beginning of the season was the defensive rule. When you have the basketball and somebody kicks the ball out of bounds, they would reset the clock to 30, this year they changed it. They only reset to twenty. Or if when when that when that happens, it, it was over twenty. It'll reset to that that time. So um, it's probably shaved off about, uh, or not shaved, but helped an extra maybe three possessions per game. That that may happen. So uh, it's 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 up. But now it's starting to slow down. Teams are slowing down, and and obviously the beginning of the year teams are so. Excited about a new season, they got a new coach and they're going to run and gun and they're going to make everybody happy. And some of these guys don't know how to run and gun and they just get destroyed. So now they completely changed and now they're in slowdown mode. So a lot of a lot of teams are slowing down now.
0: And there are like segments of a season. Uh, you know, out of the gate information in the beginning. You've got guys that may be suspended, guys that were nicked up, uh, that will be about to join teams, guys that had academic ineligibility, uh, other NCAA violations, things where they're jumping in in, in mid month. So it's a very fluid deal. Um, that we're still trying to figure out what we're dealing with, but there will be opportunities coming up with guys that are you know going to be jumping into a lineup.
3: Yeah, that's there's no doubt. A lot of, a lot of things will change in college basketball throughout the entire season. You're only playing five guys, so one player can change your team, and you really got to figure out who's a good coach. Not or who's Unless not. you're
0: Alabama. Yeah. What do you mean? Did you see the game? You didn't see that? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Honestly, you didn't see this. No. It was the most unbelievable thing over the weekend. Alabama's playing Minnesota. Yeah. College hoops. Right. There's a scuffle on the court. Six kids from Alabama's bench come on the court, ejected. Two got One kid get hurt, another kid fouls out. Alabama played Minnesota three on five for the better part of ten minutes in the second half and outscored them and almost beat Minnesota. They had the ball with a minute to go with a chance to tie. Three on five. Three on five. Alabama against Minnesota. Unbelievable. Wow, that's very well, interesting.
1: L- let me say this to you. Do you remember yesterday regarding college basketball? We were on the air, and I said I happened to make a play in the second half on a game. Do you remember what game that was against uh, – I watched them play Duke this weekend. Do you remember what game that was, Brian? Duke, Portland Duke, Duke State. played oh. – Portland State. Oh, yeah. Guess what? Guess what? I did my research after we got off the air. The number one college basketball team against the spread this season so far – is Portland State at 6 and 0 against the spread. And this and the second most profitable team, 6 and 0 against the spread, Nevada. Nevada. I'm going to say it again. Nevada. And then the third is Washington State at 5 and 0 against the spread. So you're getting all this West Coast covering action. Well, then, let, let me ask Kenny.
0: A, let me ask Kenny then. The, the, you see teams like that coming out of the gate, Kenny. As uh, John's mentioned. 6 and 0, 5 and 0, 6 and 0. Uh, the odds makers then see this. Then do we start to get inflated numbers on these guys? In in in, in you know, we say in the NFL maybe it's week two, week week one to week two in college football, uh, the NFL we've seen the numbers have been much more volatile. But what about college basketball? When do the adjustments kick in?
3: Well, they kick in every game. There's an adjustment every game. So but if your team's covering by one point it's going to take forever for that to to catch up. But if you're if Nevada's winning by 10, 15 points more than what the spread was, they're going to catch up much quicker that way. So you're it's going to they're going to catch up sooner or later. Um, Nevada may never finish five hundred on the season because they got such a great start at six and zero. But you can bet. Well, I'm sorry, right, six and zero against the spread. Six and zero against spread. They
1: were dogs. Yeah so yeah, yeah yeah different. yeah yeah. They yeah.
3: Well, right. no, they were they were at home a couple of times. They were they're pretty good size favorite they're a good basketball team yeah they're straight and,
1: up they're five and two
3: and portland portland is uh, uh portland's five and two portland state's five and two they they've got a new coach they love to go up tempo they're pressing they you know the teams aren't teams don't know what they're getting into this coach really knows how to how to run an up-tempo system there's guys that don't youngstown state guy he tried to do that he had no idea how to do it new mexico guy tried to do it he doesn't know how to do it and and these programs are bad to change around but Nevada, I can guarantee you one thing: they may be six and zero now, but they're not going to go. They're not going to win sixty percent of the rest of their games. ATS, I guarantee you that. Let's let's put money on it. They got twenty five games left. Guarantee you, there's no way they win. Well, my number, my number. There's twenty five games left. My number, they cover thirteen. You can go under or over that, and I bet you more times than not they go under it because there's going to be an over an adjustment. Same thing with Portland State if they got twenty five games left. I'm going to say they cover they cover 13 and don't cover 12.
1: Well, and as you know, the last game on the board, we're doing this show live on Wednesday, so if you're listening tomorrow, obviously it won't be relevant. You'll know the answer, but Nevada is the last game on the board. You know, the main uh, rotation, there's been some other games added, but again, that line opened up at 12.5. Why do you think it went to 14? Because there's some info? No, because everybody knows that it's it's the second most covering team against the spread. And and there you go.
3: You can't blindly bet sports just by looking at ATS records, because there you go. So now you're going to go, oh, Nevada's 6-0. I'm going to lay 14. Well, you know, there's already been an adjustment made because they were 6-0 and to 12 12.5, but now people came in on it and bet it, and they pushed it up to 14, and now it's a really bad number, and you're laying a bad number with a team you think is 6-0 and ATS, and they are 6-0 and ATS, but you know what? Laying 14, they're not going to be. They're 50-50 covering 14.
1: Well, right. and as I was telling him, pace of play, I know we talk about half times. We've done a lot of videos on the site about pace of play, but you got to look at teams like the Duke Blue Devils. They literally are losing at halftime every game, and then they come out of the gate and they just explode like a horse out of the gate. And so I've been, I've been basically using the reverse pace strategy. I've been just going first half Duke uh, against Duke, and then second half on Duke. And obviously, it's a blind strategy, well, but when you pick up little nuances like that, it can work till it doesn't work.
0: Well, that's exact well, well, that's okay. That's working now. But what has worked for the last decade when you're talking about Duke, uh, Kenny, would be this is a team that if Szewski would get a 10 point lead or so at the half, you went under in the second half because he would then take 30 seconds off the shot clock and they'd get a good quality shot but they would be much more diligent with a lead in terms of running their offense as opposed to running up and down the court. He would be playing the odds of, I've got the lead, I'm going to shorten the game, and, and that that worked forever.
3: Yes, it did. I'm going to answer both your questions. Good, go, good stuff. John, first of all, you're doing a good thing, and you know what? what that's completely different betting against a team first half, betting on them second half, than blindly betting an ATS record because... Duke is a young team. They're, he's changed. He, um, Coach K has taken the championship rings away from John Calipari now because Coach K finally said, you know what? What Calipari's doing is working. I'm going to go finally go get the one and done guys. So he did. He got the four best players in America. Uh, he took them all away from Kentucky. He has the one and done guys now, like Kentucky used to. And they are a very young team. They're making some mistakes. Um, I think Calipari may be a better in-game coach than Krzyzewski is, and that's why they're not responding like Kentucky, and that's why they're not starting fast, but that's why they're ending fast because they're such a talented team. Brian, to your point, Coach K was that way forever. He was that way, but you know what? He can't do that anymore because now he brought in these four kids. They're amazing players. He can't talk them into slowing down. He's let them run up and down the court, and they're going to score a ton of points late in games now, so they're going to be but, opposite of what they used to be. But play. I'd
0: be... I'd be curious, and I hear what you're saying, but I would be curious when we get to, let's say, February.
3: When you get to March Madness, he may go back to his old strategies. uh, But,
0: well, it's like, to me, hockey, you're getting goals, 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 goals. This happens every year. The importance of the game, I mean, a game in October means as much point-wise as a game in February. True. But coaches start to employ a mindset to here we want to get ready to have the style of play that will be successful in the playoffs. So all of a sudden you'll see lower-scoring hockey games every year when we get to February. My question with you, we don't know because you're saying this is a different animal with Krzyzewski. Right now you let him go, but he knows – postseason play is a different animal that he may try to then have these kids. It's like Calipari all those years with Kentucky, right? By the end of the year, those kids weren't freshmen anymore. Correct. And and they'd be great. So I I wonder if he starts to slowly transition – his way into teaching them his way as the season goes forward. I, I could see it
3: in March Madness in a big game. I mean, he's it, up ten. I don't I don't I think he'll it'll sink back into him and go, I can't go crazy or I gotta run the clock now. I don't think he's gonna do that until that time because he's got such great I mean he's got four one and done guys starting with Grayson Allen they're 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 all first round draft picks. They might they might all four go in the first twenty you know twenty picks. Bagley's going to be number one. Um, he he robbed Calipari and Calipari did it got away with it forever. But now now everybody's trying to do it. Every most mostly everybody's now trying to get these one and done guys. They could care less.
0: And John, to your point, uh, you know the play you know play the first half, fade the second. However that may shake out. Uh, yeah, it's not a black-and-white thing, but if it's a significant trend, at least it's something – it's a starting point and it's well, something you pay attention to. Because if I you remember – is- if let me finish. If you remember uh, when Florida State, with Jameis Winston, they go back a few years ago. These mm-hmm. guys were asleep at the switch every game in the first half. And they would come from off the pace like Zenyatta from out of the clouds. And that literally got to the point every week with Florida State – it, that was just their M.O. You faded him in the first half and you played him in the second half and it was an ATM machine.
3: I want to say one th- real quick thing. Duke will play this way until they lose because those kids are, these kids are, and they get it in their mindset, oh, we can beat anybody and it doesn't really matter because we can turn it exactly. on anytime we want. So when they lose, that strategy may change because then he'll get, he'll be able to get his message in. They got to play better. Let's go to the NFL and Eli Manning. Well, let me, well,
1: Can I say one thing about the NFL, first of all, since we've got listeners live tomorrow on Thursday? I have clients, and we see this after 30 years in this business, Kenny. They are diehard. They claim they want to win, but a lot of times they want confirmation of their own, what I like to say, bad opinion or opinion. So I have this one client, for instance, a high-net-worth client, and he literally has a box at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. This guy, every single game, has unloaded six figures on the Cowboys blindly. And, you know, I finally said to him, when does it stop? When do you just let it go? Now, I'm not saying Dallas can't cover tomorrow, but obviously the line opened up at minus one, and now they're plus two. And then what I wonder is with the bookmakers, how they adjust these lines on these teams like Oakland and Vegas that everybody's pounding, the Cowboys that have the nation's money, and if that goes into the actual line-making um, when people just don't care. You know, you say throw out the last game that they played, but when you see it, 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 I almost feel like Jerry Jones has just tanked the team and doesn't care for the rest of the
0: season. Well, no, I think the bottom line is that with with and they'll be very quick to point out that Elliott's not there. But the offensive yes. line has been a disaster, and the left tackle. Uh, what what's happened more than anything? And, and, I, and I, listen, the kid was phenomenal, and that doesn't mean when all the pieces of the puzzle are back in place, he won't be phenomenal running that core group. But what's happened here in the last three weeks? Dak Prescott's been exposed. He cannot. He cannot go and win a game. Right? It's like, okay, we don't have Elliott, so we're going to have Prescott throw 35 times. He can't do it. And their wide receivers get no separation. they got no one to stretch the field. And with now Alfred Morris isn't scaring anybody. So t- teams were putting eight in the box against Elliott, and that's why Prescott was – now they're just playing base defense against these guys, and he can't get it done.
3: So true, all of it, and, and you know what? It all starts with the offensive line, and, and that was broken down this year. And then, and then Elliott gets suspended. And, and you know what? They may not be tanking on purpose, but they're tanking. I think they are now, and I think they realize that at five and six, uh, they it, it's it's amazing. It's it's not worth anything to go eight and eight in the NFL. They would be so much better off oh, going five and eleven. Eight and eight's a vicious cycle. Oh, it's terrible. You you do it every year if you go eight and eight. Yeah.
1: So, well, you know, you were talking about key numbers, Kenny, of three landing on the numbers. My plane lands, they do this, they do this to me at Southwest. It's called the Vegas Run to the Book Shuffle. I landed 8.59. The first game is at 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Um, so it's like how f- fast can I drive to the casino, right, to get my plays in? <laughs> but when you're talking about middling, Ravens, just one, obviously hit the middle on money. They're minus three. The Bears opened at five. They're minus three. Atlanta minus three. It is like a three festival. Tampa Bay on the road, minus two. Kansas City opened at five. Minus three. I have never seen a week where you have so many games on three and then you have so many games on the key number. Rams are minus seven. Uh, you, then you have the multiple charges are minus fourteen. Basically, I mean. So, do you uh, when you look at that Texans are six and a half could very easily land on seven. That's another middling opportunity where we middle the Texans on Monday. Is it just like the ultimate parody when you see so many short numbers on these games?
3: Yeah, it is, and and well, it's 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 the NFL, and you see it every year. So many of these numbers gravitate to the key number. It was a guy told me that. Opening numbers at the Stardust Hotel. This is how far back it go. They opened the opening line. It was a supervisor, and and I called him one day and I said, I I, I have the Cowboys two and a half, and he goes, oh, why two and a half? You know, he's like a new guy. He's just started, and I'm i been doing this for you know five years at that time, and he's a new guy. He's right. he's questioning me. I'm like, what do you mean why two and a half? <laughs> he goes, you know, it's going to go to three. Why don't you just use three? It's always going to go to the keynote. You know, I said, why couldn't it go to pick? He goes. They don't ever go to pick at two and a half. They go to three and then maybe at the end of the week it go back to two and a half, but it'll stay three all week. This guy just started. and I'm thinking, Wow, well, next game next game I got I got three and a half. I said, uh three.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Well let me ask you, when have you seen the favorites overtake the dogs? Usually it's about I was talking about this with Brian, a parody, right now, as of last week, um after the Ravens game. Ninety and seventy seven and seven. ATS ATS against the spread with the favorites having the margin 54%. I mean, usually it's going to settle at about 50. So, you know, everybody's making money on the favorites lately, the last week or two, and they're getting a little cocky, and uh, they usually
0: come back down to
1: earth when that happens, obviously.
3: I, I couldn't believe how many favorites covered this past weekend.
0: Again, well, the again. books were doing a cartwheel because if it weren't for Buffalo and Green Bay— it would have been one of the worst days ever. Green
1: Bay on the money line.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, they actually very very well could have won that game. Kenny and and, uh, and Mike, I want you to chime in on this too. But I, I, let me just get Kenny's perspective. Mike on was this.
1: analyzing uh, 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 Moscow soccer. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, what I was going to. No, st- uh, go ahead, Brad. Go ahead, Mike. Well, no, and, uh, Kenny brought
2: up the point about Eli uh, being benched, and I just wanted to touch on that because you know I had a couple. You know, I've been. Reading a lot and and talking to a few people, and there's a couple different scenarios. Some people believe that they want to tank it and they want to get the number one draft pick, and they're just putting in because obviously geno Smith is nobody, and they're trying to start you know the 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 kid ward um and I don't know if he's going to start this week, but the reality is you know these two guys that they're looking to get out of college they might not even come out those top two quarterbacks, so they might even return for another season so I don't believe they're trying to tank, but the fact that they're just benching Eli and, you know, it, I still believe it's that next-man-up theory where the line is now up to nine, but the reality is Geno, he's nobody, but the reality is he could actually keep it close enough where they may cover. I wouldn't just completely dog the Giants for the rest of the season. Well,
0: let's just cut to the chase, Kenny. I mean, the L.A. Manning's been atrocious, that being said. What's the drop-off? <laughs> what's, well, that's the what, you dro- know. what's the drop All right, I, 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 I can almost guarantee what you're going to say. I mean, what's the draw? As bad as he's been, what is the drop-off from Eli Manning to Geno Smith from a point perspective?
3: I have a half a point. I can show you my book. I have a, <laughs> I have from a 23 to a 22 <laughs> and a half. There's a half a point. But, you know, there's a bigger drop-off to, to the to the rookie. Um, but, but, you know what? What about Garoppolo? If they were trying to tank, if they were trying to tank, Yeah. They were just doing just fine with Eli Manning. <laughs> exactly, tanked just fine with him. Why do they need? Why do they need to uh, change quarterbacks to tank? I think they. I think they. I don't know. They they have a terrible offensive line. They drafted badly, and then they got every wide receiver star. You know, has been banged up. So
0: all right, but real quick, just on that but topic, I will say this.
1: I will say this on the Giants. You know, I had them on Sunday Night Football, the marquee matchup with the Denver Broncos. Plus eleven, they won the game outright twenty three to ten. So it's still, no matter how bad a team is, when you are getting those points, you know, it's as you say, like you know, double digits, especially. What's your stats on that, Kenny? With when when it's double digits in the NFL, is the edge to the dog, or is that an illusion?
3: No, it's still, it's a, it's a little bit of an illusion, but there, there is value. There is you are you are you are going to get more value taking the points. Then you aren't laying the points, that's for sure. But it'll eat you up by eating – the the juice will eat you up by betting every single game. you just got to pick your spots, but you're right. Um, You know, they're still a professional football team, and Geno Smith wants to do well, and the players still want to do well, and the Raiders are no great shake. They just beat Denver last week. But, hey, the Giants beat Denver, too, so they both beat Denver. Well –
1: and When you said you couldn't believe how many dogs uh, to make your point last week covered when I'm looking at this well, uh, when I'm looking at October 15th as an example that night that I had literally the whole every dog covered that day so you you know people remember Brian says you're supposed to throw out the last but you know all the dogs covered that day basically except like three of them and it was like oh the books got killed and then next week it evens out the back the other way and now the favorites actually have that lead ninety to seventy seven one real thing I'm going to throw and then you guys can continue NBA Kenny. Yeah yesterday the record against the spread was 144 and 144 before yesterday's games began you know what the record is today against the spread no what is it 147 and 146 and nine in the nba to the favorites so if you i'm sorry to the dog so if you bet every dog in the nba or every favorite you're just getting juiced
0: up you're you're it's
3: well, that's the way it's going to be but at the end of the year. It's got, it's, it's, it's got to be that way at the end of the year. I mean, that's it's, it's just don't lay a bad number. Like you said, the, uh, Nevada, Reno was 12.5, and they bet him up to 14. Well, you can't lay 14. You're laying a bad number because you know the, it's already been adjusted. The number should have been 11.5, and they adjusted it to 12.5 because how well they've just plan. give
0: out your number on the air for free.
3: Oh. No, not
0: at all. SportsinsiderRadio.com, 800 209 1679. 800 209 1679. Before we take a break, Kenny, back to the. We were talking about. The quarterback's coming out. NFL. But real quick, uh, you saying the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for some of these teams? I'm curious. Uh, Josh Allen with Wyoming's falling off the map. Had a horrible year. I mean, people are saying he could have been the best quarterback. We'll see if he can regroup. We know what Jackson can do, the dual threat uh, with Louisville. But what do you got, Darnold and Josh Rosen? Uh, of the two, yeah, from a rating perspective, what do you what do you make of these two? And then maybe, I guess, the the other question would be, how does their game transition to the next level?
3: Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be tough. I am not a big Darnold fan. I I, I like Rosen. I like Rosen better than Darnold I do too. I I there's something about you know I learned about, I learned about uh, um, what's called uh, brain typing years ago, about 15 years ago, it came out. This Jonathan Neednoggle is a brain typer. He predicted... <laughs> say that five times. Jonathan Neednoggle. He pre- he projected <laughs> I'm that... I'm Googling it right now, that, buddy. That the, ...that the kid from uh, Leaf, Ryan Leaf, yeah. was going to be a bust.
0: He brain typed wow. him, said, he's a bust. Do not draft this guy. He oh, is oh, a bust. Oh, by the way, when we always say a fish rots from the head down. Yeah. That's how good Bill Polian was, because it was a coin flip at the time. Yeah. For most people, Ryan Leaf or Peyton Manning. And Polian took Peyton Manning,
3: right? And a big, and that's what he said. Everybody, he told everybody. Take this knee noggle was telling everybody that he he actually does brain typing for every sport. But I look at Darnold and I go, he's Ryan Leaf. He's Ryan Leaf. But we'll Kenny, see. Maybe he's a little Kenny, tougher kid. Yeah.
2: Now, Kenny, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that both of them will actually come back to school for the third year, or they're going to both come out?
0: I think with I'll jump in on that. I I think they come out because if you're sitting there and you look what happened to Teddy Bridgewater with the Vikings, and, uh, you know, you see some of these, you saw the injury that happened with the quarterback at Mississippi State, which was just atrocious on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, you better, you get the dough, and I, I, I wouldn't blame either one of them. I mean, I know there's some people, oh, but he may come, well, one of them may, was it Darnold possibly, uh, he may not come out because he doesn't want to go to the Browns. Believe me, uh, you, you get the money, Mike.
2: Uh, well, and I, I believe that as well. So th- with the whole Giants perspective of them just benching um, Eli, I mean, it goes farther deeper than them just trying to tank the season because the rest of their schedule is pretty favorable. They're only playing one team in Philly that's really in the playoff hunt. So realistically, you know, they could win a couple games down the line and the spread is going to be inflated because Eli's out.
0: I'll tell you what, we'll take a brief timeout. We'll come back. We'll dive in. We've got conference championship games. We've got the final four. Who will it be? Lots of motivation on the college football front week 13 of the NFL at Sports Insider Radio, 1-800-209-1679, 800-209-1679.
4: Don't stall, make the call 1 800 209
3: 1679. 1 800 209
4: 1679. Easy money. You snatch that cash and write it into your stash of easy
2: money.
0: You've got out of control and you suck your soul for easy money. And we're back with you, Sports Insider Radio. Go to sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Melissa Kenny White. John and Mike joining us from johnsyndica.com. Uh, real quick, Kenny, g- give me the update on Lamar Jackson because we talked about this when we got uh, folks in Louisville checking in on this. Uh, you know, we know what Bridgewater uh, d- did in college, what he was about to do, and it would be a, really a heartwarming story if he can come back, and, and he was back as an active player uh, but but clearly you got Keenan playing at a high level, but you want to see Bridgewater have that opportunity down the road with his future. But what do you make of Lamar Jackson at the next
3: level? Yeah, I, I think when we talked about the quarterbacks, I went back and started looking. Lamar, what about Lamar Jackson? He's got an unbelievable arm, great size, and four four speed. You don't see four four speed in the NFL quarterback. You don't see four four speed at running back. He will destroy the NFL um, the first couple of years, and then it'll, he'll get beat up a little bit and slow him down. But I think this guy starts right away for whoever drafts him and he can change a team an average team into a playoff team you can change a bad team into a really good team and maybe even make the playoffs i i think he's the difference maker he's the first guy i would go after
0: real quick uh one more question on the quarterback rating front you get the guys back here uh how about wentz and particularly jared goff yeah from their rookie year to their sophomore year what was their rating last year in your estimation and what is it this year?
3: Yeah, you asked me that and I don't have my book in front of me because they've improved. I, I improved them no matter what because I know the experience that they got and I improved their stats from year to year projecting on how they're going to play. So I I, I, show, I, I made big improvements on both guys going into the season but they've been even. They've improved more than I thought they could have. And I think I've upgraded both guys probably two points maybe, maybe Wentz three points right now because he's been a big difference maker.
0: Alright, let's talk about the NFL. We do want to Get to the conference championships in college football as well. Uh, Mike, let me let you have at this, buddy. Baltimore laying three against Detroit. We saw some two and a halves. Three kind of the consensus at the moment. The total on the game is 40. Baltimore gets a win, uh, and that defense is starting to really fly around. But let's face facts here Savage, uh, brutal. Uh, running the show here for the Texans offensively. Uh, let's see what uh, Stafford can do against these guys. Is is it a dangerous game? Because you know you've got big AFC games coming. Uh, is this a game that uh, you're a little leery of the Ravens uh, in, not bringing it all to the table for the Lions?
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, with Baltimore, they've truly beat up on backup quarterbacks. They, like you said last week with Savage and Houston, with Green Bay in the backup that's when Carr was out for oakland they actually went out west and they beat a backup quarterback so really anybody that was a starter that's a clear-cut starter has given them a lot of trouble because even though the defense is as good as it is we still have nobody to throw the ball to the receivers are getting zero separation and and with that if we don't run the ball and if we not even last game if it wasn't for the fake punt to change the momentum you don't know what that game's going to end up so well, and, Black, the, the only, nothing. The,
0: and the other thing i jump in, Mike, and, and I would just say, and there's no there's no saying this is going to happen again, and it was a bizarre deal because it was the London nonsense, but the week before they played Pittsburgh the last time, they got rolled by Jacksonville 44-7. to uh, There's oh, You know how big these Pittsburgh-Baltimore games are, and even though they're professionals, it's still human nature. Uh, you get into the fourth quarter of that game, they're thinking about Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I don't think this game is a look-ahead game where they're going to try to, you know, look ahead to Pittsburgh next week. They're a mediocre team at best. We've been saying it all year. The number is right on the game. I mean, this is a game that I would personally stay away from as much of a Ravens fan that I am. But Detroit is still in the hunt, and they want to, they have to win out if they have any sort of chance to get in the playoffs with that tough NFC. So they're going to come in. They're, they have a lot of firepower. And honestly, if we don't create the run early in the game, it's going to be a very long day for the Ravens.
0: You know, and clearly, John, the games in Week One mean every bit as much as the games in Week Thirteen. But the reality of it is, a month from now, we're going to look back and say, "Oh, you know, Team X seized control of the division in this game in Week Thirteen, or a home field advantage in the playoffs, or a team that maybe won a tiebreaker to become a wild card team." Uh, the intensity level really ratchets up now for the teams that are in the hunt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I go back to those. It's all about the line because, in the end of the day, like I said, you know, I, I you know, I'm just a, 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 a looking to make money off this as a financial angle. And so what happens is, you know, I'll give you an example about non financial angles. There was a fight that broke out in the Oakland Raider matchup last week. Who were those two players? Uh,
0: Crabtree, and Crabtree and
1: Talib. And Talib. Um, and yeah, they both was got suspended. There again. Yelling, eject him, eject him because he needed him out for his fantasy week. So like, <laughs> I'm, and, I'm, and I'm and I'm like why are you so hyped up? It's a fight. You don't understand. I want that guy out of there. I need the points. It's like it's like amazing, you know. So people watch games for different reasons. I'm sitting there and I'm always watching the first half and I'm waiting for the halftime line. You know, I'm basically programmed and conditioned to be emotionless. And uh, when you look at you know like the sheets that Kenny sends me each week, it's like there's no. I like there's no i think there's no uh, 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 uh. it's just numbers and it's like i think the numbers is what allows certain people to just beat the books on a consistent basis and that's what we have all been fortunate enough to do it doesn't mean we're not going to have bad beats they come uh, they come like nobody's business but again if you can stay away from the emotion again i don't when the ravens are involved me putting up a middle I don't have any skin in the game. If the Ravens lose this week, yeah, my son's going to be upset, but I could care less if I need Detroit. And the numbers say, play Detroit, I'm on Detroit. End of story. I'm a mercenary when it comes to making money.
0: Kenny, how about the motivation aspect uh, for some of these teams? Like you said, uh, there are teams now have painted themselves in the corner. Uh, Mike brought up Detroit. Teams that know they have to win out. Um, you know to, the out of conference games maybe don't mean as much as conference games do, but at this late date they probably do maybe not so much the case earlier in the year, but week to week. my question to you, and we've been together now uh, doing this for pushing 13 years, which is terrifying actually <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and, and I, the, I have never seen anything like it and it changed last year. the volatility of NFL numbers. From one week to the next. I mean, you know, okay, oh, they won a game, they lost a game. Oh, uh, maybe move it a point. I mean, we in starting last year, we started to see games swing three, four, five points based on results from the previous week. Why do you think that is?
3: I think this is the biggest year I've ever seen in the swing of underdogs to favorites. We were talking about at the beginning of the year, the underdogs controlled the market the first two or three weeks just crush the market. Everybody, oh, my God, parity is so great in the NFL. And it is. But then the numbers start to change, adjustments start to be made, and then all of a sudden now we've got the favorites dominating for a four-week stretch. Um, exactly. And, and you have to make, what, that, you the have to make that adjustment. You is
0: it the disparity of good teams to bad? It, it, does it speak about the overall product to well, a degree?
3: the point spread's supposed to equal, be the great equalizer. Doesn't matter if it's a good team and a bad but can team. can you play maybe it. in
0: some instances not make the number high enough? I mean, oh, it, well, of I, course, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting here. you got UCF. Let me ask you this. UCF is playing Memphis this week. In, in conference championship game. In your wildest dreams, could you ever imagine that you would have set and sent out an opening total of 85 and a half?
3: I sent it out somewhere around there. Uh, go <laughs> take, the take the over, guys. Take yeah. the over,
0: <laughs> It's unbelievable, right?
3: It's yeah, and, and it's a nine a.m. game too. That gets that gets scary. So it's uh, you know it's uh, there's going to be some great games this week. Uh, but you're right, motivation is everything. When you're betting sports, don't bet blindly. Don't go to the. Don't bet your favorite team because they're your favorite team. Bet because you have an angle. Let's give me. Let me give you a good example of an angle. Last week. Um, Ohio State was already in the Big Ten Championship game, and they're playing their biggest rival, Minnesota uh, Michigan, on the road, laying double digit figure double digits. They they want to beat that team, but they're already in next week. And they're playing a good team at home. You know, the, the other team was Wisconsin was playing Minnesota. Wisconsin was already in the game, too, but Minnesota's such a poor team. They didn't score the week before. I think they've scored three points the last three weeks. So you, you couldn't bet that game, but you could take
0: Michigan at home plus Well, points. let me specific to that. Well, we, we call don't... that the sandwich game, right,
1: Kenny? That's when you go get the sandwich. You look at the, the who they're playing the following week and figure oh. out how they're going to be motivated. That's what my, my guys call that, the sandwich.
0: That's Spe- the, the hoagie. Specific to that game. Yeah. Ohio State, number eight in the country, is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite against number four, Wisconsin. Now, this is clearly Wisconsin, how their schedule played out this year, that they avoided virtually every... I mean, that doesn't mean they're not a really good team, but they did not have to face the gauntlet that all the other Big Ten... It it, it was their year to have the favorable schedule
3: we go back to the AP top 25 the bowl championship Odds Series. Bowl. those people have no idea what they're doing and if you said
0: hey rank these teams I'm, Wisconsin's ranked ahead of Ohio State but how could Ohio State about, be a favorite do you remember it, it several weeks back it was number 12 and number 13 in, in the in the, these are the guys that are making the decision yeah, right who's playing in the games number 12 and number 13 it was Ohio State and Michigan State and number 13 was an 18 point favorite and they demolished them. Fresno State's
3: number 25 in the country. They're an eight-and-a-half-point dog on the road at Boise, and they have the 67th best offense in college football. 67 best offense, and they're twenty fifth, seriously. Yeah, you know, they've had a nice year, but they are not twenty fifth in the country. They did make mistakes. Let me tell you one team that's got a a stone in their shoes gonna be Georgia, because I think they've got the say biggest beef. Right. Yep. Georgia's got the biggest beef of anybody. They've had a great year. They played one bad game.
0: Can you talk about that number? Because go back to November eleventh and it was Georgia, a two and a half point favorite on the road at Auburn. And now, based on that result, based on what Auburn's done. All of a sudden, we're looking at Auburn at two and a half point favorite. Is it an overreaction?
3: Well, it's a ten point reaction. It was a it was a really a good uh, woodshed beating. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they, that was they, behind they, the woodshed beating. So maybe Auburn is that much better. I mean, I've, a long time ago, a guy told me that one time when two teams go behind the woodshed and one team comes out the winner, and then they go back a couple weeks later, that same team is probably going to come out the winner again. Um, but you're right; that's a, a ten point difference because Georgia was two and a half at Auburn. So they're seven-and-a-half better, and now they're two-and-a-half dog on a neutral. So that's um, a, it's a big turnaround. And three you weeks. talk
1: about overlay and yeah. perception, look at the Alabama game. All the squares were betting Alabama. All the wise guys were on the dog side that I talked to. Doesn't mean all of them, just the ones that I talked to. And the public just was going to lay in Alabama last week no matter what.
3: There's another motivation. Alabama was already in. Alabama was already in the college football playoff. They're in. They're getting in. They might be the fourth team now, but they're getting in.
0: And I I really wonder, I don't know that this is why, I think there are many reasons, uh, but one of them, it's a long-standing angle we've talked about around here in Las Vegas. You said have an angle. There are many that are just tried and true and repeat themselves, and it's that kind of bubble burst theory when a team loses their first game late in the year with a lot on the line, that they have such an adverse reaction next week. You've seen Clemson steam up to 9.5 against Miami, who hit the speed bump in the wrong week.
3: Yeah, but this is such a big game now. Miami could make amends for for the loss. You know that one loss won't hurt them if they win this game. So, but you're right. Well, that it'll ha- help
0: Alabama. <laughs> that happens, and, I, and you know, it'll help
3: Alabama. And I tell you that that's you know I always say confidence is a fragile thing. Maybe Miami lost their confidence after that beating last week.
0: You know, we try to watch all these college games, boys. Saturday's going to be a great day. I know you'll be busy in the office.
1: I'll be busy in the office. Mike will be sitting here handling all the calls of the guys calling looking for the three-team guaranteed lock parlays that can't lose. And we're going to say, sorry, you got to treat your betting as a business, not a losing hobby. And then I'm going to get on the plane on Sunday morning and make my Vegas shuffle and hope oh, I oh, by get the books before
0: 9.59. But, but, but wait a second. Now, I know when you walked out of here, I know that you did... Uh, you got yourself a mobile app. Why are you, in this day and age of technology, why aren't you getting off the plane, you want to know the s- honest s- sitting, sitting down at one the, of the my, gates? The mobile and, app, so, and Kenny can, Kenny
1: can testify to this. The mobile apps are great. I opened like five accounts last time I was there a few weeks ago. But the limits are so low compared to what they'll take at the window. They're scared of getting, I had one of the sportsbook directors, I'm not going to name him on the air. basically say, we don't want to get beat by sharp money, so we're going to limit you to like a nickel a game. You want to come in and drop five dimes on a game? No problem. But you got to count out the $100 bills.
0: Technology's a wonderful thing. Sportsinsiderradio.com, 1-800-209-1679. As we gear up for week 13 of the NFL, the college conference championships, NCAA hoops is off and running. Uh, it's, it's a crazy time here. It's, this is a wild. It, this, this has got to be for you, just a circus act, right? This it's week, starting to slow down.
3: <laughs> finally,
0: right? When we're down, we get the bowl season and it calms down.
3: Yeah, it's, bowl season really helps, helps calm down. But last week was amazing. Sunday, like I said, two Sundays ago when I did the show last week, I didn't get any sleep for a couple of days because there was so many things going on with college basketball and college football. At least this week I only had, what, uh, 15 games, something like that to do in college football. It was a, like a huge relief. And next week it's just the bowl game, so that will be nice too.
0: All right. We invite you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. The number to call is 1 800 209 1679. John and Mike, com. Fellas, uh, have a great week. Enjoy all the football hoops, all the action. And John, we'll see you when you get to town. See you Tuesday and
1: Wednesday. That was a good
0: one, guys. Sounds like a plan. Uh, for Kenny White, I'm Brian Blessing. Thanks for listening to Sports Insider Radio. Brian, Brian, Brian.
4: Love, love,